0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Command Point. I'm your host, Ryan, and to start off this episode, my co-host Shane and I uh, got to sit down and talk a little bit about some of the recent developments in Big 40k and how those are going to be affecting Kill Team in the near future. After that, uh, we were able to interview Matt Howell, who was the winner of our Command Point Invitational, and we talked to him a little bit about uh, his use of Necrons, his experience playing Gene Sealer Cult and uh, what he plans to do in the future for his uh, Kill Team competitive career. So without further ado, let's get into it. Shane, what if I told you that there is a new model that's been released that puts, uh, I would say, probably like one-fourth of the models on the uh, Adeptus Astartes roster, like obsolete when this model hits shelves for kill team.
1: Uh, I would say, Oh no. <laughs> oh God. All right. <laughs> Get ready for the incoming,
0: uh, Adeptus Astarte's B- blade guard,
1: blade guard. I think they're called. Is is that what they're called?
0: I think they're called blade guard, blade guard, relic, relic blades. No, that is totally not what they're called. That's a weapon. That is a
2: weapon. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I think they're called the Astartes Blade Guards, And um, these guys are basically their Primaris models. They have Storm Shields and they have Mastercrafted Power Swords. So they have two wounds like a Terminator. They have a three up save like a Terminator with a Storm Shield. They're probably still going to have their six inch movement. And they are armed with a better version of a power sword. Probably is going to wind up having like D three damage or something crazy like that. Um, th- does this stat line like concern you at all for like the state of the game? Having a two wound model with a three up invul and all that put onto it.
1: I mean, so obviously this isn't in kill team yet. No, um, I assume that it will be possibly in the future. I certainly hope um, so. I mean, these things are going to have to be expensive, because um, they're they're basically to me they just sound like like Terminators, but slightly better.
0: Um, yeah, they sound like Terminators, but they're just they'll just have better movement.
1: Yeah, and like they don't have the two up, but they they have the three involved, so it doesn't really matter that much. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I it's definitely gonna. I mean, for me, I, I get worried because like you have like reavers and intercessors, not so much intercessors, but I mean, what are these models gonna do when you have these souped up primaries models? Coming, yeah, just doing everything that they do better.
0: Yeah, um, I don't think they're going to be the same points cost as a terminator model, just because terminators they'll uh, they. They have, like, the ability to deep strike and everything with the tactic. But um, I think that's even worse for the Terminator, though, because if these guys wind up being cheaper because they don't have a specific deep strike tactic, then I I really think that Terminators are going to be on their way out. Um, like, depending on how powerful their power swords are and what sort of damage they can dish out, if it's, like, D3 damage or something, I think Terminators, at least, like, close combat Terminators, are... Gonna be completely obsolete. Um, and that, like, which is a just, shame. It's totally a shame because those models are so cool. And like, yeah, Terminators are gonna—they're gonna be more flexible when it comes to their weapon options. But um, like the extra point cost, it's like, it's it's gonna be so much easier to fit those guys in. Oh, and the other thing that I forgot to mention about their stat line is that they totally are gonna have a pistol of some kind, and. Let me tell you, these pistols that they're, like, swinging around, they are substantially larger than the Reaver uh, heavy bolt pistol. I, there's a picture of um, a one of these guys as a Space Marine captain, and he has a, a new weapon from, like, the Horus Heresy models, the Volkite blaster or something like that. I don't even know what the weapon does. It just looks awesome. But, like, if these guys have a pistol as well then that's going to be crazy
1: yeah um they they look i mean to be fair like i don't want to sound too negative because these models look super cool Mm um i uh i shudder to imagine playing against them in kill team i mean i hope (laughs) that if they're imported into the game then they're done so with (laughs) i guess great care because (laughs) uh it's a slippery slope. i mean Astartes are already kind of a faction that everybody thinks is like really secretly good not secretly but you know what i mean like yeah there's like an Astartes build out there that just beats everything um i mean to give them even more it's it's a little scary uh and it is a shame because i think terminators were just kind of making their way into the Astartes right meta a little bit with people mm-hmm. kind of like finding ways to make terminators work i mean the one thing you can't take with from terminator is it can be kitted out like a million different ways yeah um
0: with like rocket launchers and assault cannons and all those other like cool weapons you can just turn it into a walking tank basically like we saw in the uh the death watch game that we played in the turn that um we saw played in our tournament where it just went yeah. off and it was just it was, uh, that was a, that was,
1: it was Poetry and Motion. It was
0: Poetry and Motion. It was a
1: scary model. It's, it's a, very a scary, scary model. model. Yeah, for like my, my points. Yeah. My Meganob was was almost afraid. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost afraid. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, also there's the, the new Necron models coming out. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure, like, how expensive those are going to be, and if they're going to be, like, Capable of coming into kill team, but yeah. there's some gorgeous Necron models out there.
0: Mm, yeah, uh, I really like the look of them now, where they're kind of like that dusty, like almost like rust color ish. Like they're not like the shiny like T800 Terminators, you know? They're like these oh, ancient, yeah. decrepit uh, uh, skeletons that want to kill everybody. But yeah, the Warriors they're getting a they're getting a new weapons option. Which is pretty cool, and then I I don't know what it does. I don't even know if they've released rules for it yet, or like a rules preview. They have not. It looks Uh, huge, though. It's a big, big gun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then um, they're also releasing uh, like the the General Grievous looking ass guy, where he's got like four arms and a giant scythe, and he's on like spider legs.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Put
0: that model in kill team. It's probably going to yeah, be like I mean, a lich like a, with like 12-inch movement
1: or something crazy like that. <laughs> if it's on like a 40-mil base, it could be like a Terminator option kind of for, for rounds, which right. would be pretty neat. Um yeah. Not that they need it. But, no, they don't. Uh,
0: <laughs> I feel like both of these factions yeah. are getting new models that if they're ported into Kill Team, the faction never really needed them in the first
1: place. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we need to see these, these flying models in Kill well, speaking like every of Necron mod- every models, have a... speaking of Necron models,
0: they got to redo the flayed ones, and put those out before oh, any of this other
1: do. stuff, just for the sake of those are Necron players. Yeah, those are hideous because I know they're not played in 40k very often. No, Um so so there's not that much attention on them. But in Kill Team, I mean, they're a huge they part are of the, integral of the game to a Necron list. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard. People just kick-bash because the models are so bad and it's so hard to find them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, what I was saying was uh, we need to get, like, the the flying expansion in Kill Team because there's so many cool flying models that would be perfect for this game yeah. that aren't in there that it, it seems logical to introduce that, like with Storm Boys, you know, stuff like... Those new so, flying like... Mac models, yeah. Oh, those Raptors. two, yeah, man.
0: Like chaos the space they don't have they don't have any sort of flight capability right now, and I'm just like, yeah, Heretic Astartes gets get shafted. They're still good, but like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I with the preview, they they clearly they made it clear that um, there there is kill team stuff on the horizon, both in the near future and the far future i guess um Mm -hmm. at least the way that they spoke about kill team and that little faq that they had right uh and it's exciting um i mean there's so many infantry models that they could have added with elites that they didn't that it just Mm -hmm. seems obvious that there's going to be more in the future yeah um i mean with like you can look at like eldar like Eldar has so many cool infantry models that that just aren't in kill team um and i i'd love to see some more of that not to mention all these factions that don't have elites yet and sub factions.
0: Oh true. Yeah. Like uh, uh, what's the name? Uh the Star Striders. They definitely need sub faction roles.
2: <laughs> Star There's Striders just need so
0: a many lot. different ways of building <laughs> Star Striders. They need a sub they need sub factions, dude. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. They're so striders. They won one tournament so... <laughs> one time, and I was like slightly interested for like a week, and then the interest just kind of died.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that was like a Nova Pod or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, I mean, I'd like to see like Gellerpox and Servants, especially because those are models that have actually kind of seen, like in the old days, early days of Kill Team, like some yeah. legitimate success. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were cool those are gorgeous models yeah i mean the Gellerpox are just so disgusting yeah <laughs> they're 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 weird and guilty they're, they're kind of yeah. good um,
0: and maybe gorgeous isn't the right word to describe them but um <laughs> <laughs> i
1: mean the servants are definitely some beautiful models but those Geller packs yeah. are gross man yeah well done but gross yeah <laughs> um
0: so yeah. on top of the uh blade guard getting uh getting released um about a couple days ago uh they were talking about the the new uh close combat intercessor models so um these guys are literally just intercessors with uh bolt pistols and chain swords and so at first i'm like mm, what makes these guys different from like reavers or something like or is this just a cheaper reaver alternative uh, what they talked about in a Q and A or something like that was that these guys is their chain swords are better than the standard chain sword. It's like a They're going to upgrade the stat line for all of like Space Marine chain swords and just make them better. So I think it's going to be like strength user, like AP one or something like that, which just like puts Reavers like out to pasture, honestly.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, for, for kill team for reavers, you, you I think they there needs to be some reworking to the way that their their abilities you know work because um, they're supposed to be these like terror troops that you know they show up. the uh, team is just you know they're intimidated um, yeah. and they kind of have that with with the the leadership penalty, but it's just not enough to consistently be a factor, you know. Mm.
0: And it's not like as we found out recently because we were play testing or uh, getting a practice game in and you were playing some of the Reavers and you had two Reavers in the model, but their terror tactic ability, it doesn't stack or anything. It's just yeah. uh, and maybe- an enemy model is affected whenever it's within like three inches of the Reaver and it doesn't matter how many other Reavers are also in that same radius. It's, it's
1: not, not yeah. that great. There's, there's so many crazy combos you can do in Kill Team. Like, why not have it be multiple reavers, cause multiple leadership penalties? Like, you're not running that many reavers anyway. It's not like that would make them... They wouldn't put them over the top, I don't think.
0: No, I don't think so. I could see it having an effect on, like, really low leadership teams, like, guard and stuff. Um, but, I mean, it's like... Just if your are guard, just shoot them with plasma guns. You know what I mean? If you're chaos, yeah. just yeah they just don't they just don't really have they like had a very slim niche for a second yeah. and it was against yeah. like it was just against like toughness three models and if you wanted one more attack instead of taking an intercessor like that was the niche they had but now it's like they're if those assault interceptor models come in those those reavers are going to be out unless they get a rework or something
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, which they they should be good because they're super cool models. They look so cool. Yeah, they wear. It makes it doesn't come on, yeah, man. It Doesn't even make sense that it's only one leadership penalty. I mean, is two reavers not scarier than one? For, for yeah, no, I was about spin.
0: to say. You know what's scarier than one than being on the battlefield and encountering one reaver space marine, encountering two reaver space marines. I think that the penalty should definitely add up there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway lots of exciting stuff though on the way uh yeah. hopefully kill team is gonna have its moment in the spotlight soon mm-hmm. they're definitely making it clear to the kill team players that you know we're obviously not done with the game there's there's more don't worry um they they even let us know that ninth edition is not you know it's don't not worry. the end of kill team it's coming don't which worry. didn't stop a lot of people from, yeah it didn't don't stop worry a lot it's of coming it's it's just anyway. like it's just like
0: George R. R. Martin in that episode of South Park where he keeps telling them that the <laughs> dragons are coming.
1: That's what this feels like for me. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say George R. R. Martin trying to release a book. Oh. That's a terrible Whoa. comparison. Yes. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that no. analogy.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, that's basically all the new, like, big, like, 40K news. It's like new edition, new models coming to Kill Team, hopefully. Um it's gonna be the the first dive into uh into big, big forty K for me. So it sounds pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm a bit farther away from that. I see, I've <laughs> spent all my money on just getting different kill teams rather than building one kill team. So I don't yeah <laughs> I don't have the pieces to to a, like even the starting pieces to like a real forty K army. Yeah. Maybe maybe soon. Maybe I'll uh, I'll pick up a box or something. Yeah, um, I'm sure I've got some store credit from some event or something.
0: All right, so here we have our Command Point Invitational Grand Champion, Matt Howell. Matt, how are you? Good, how are you guys doing? Good. We've we've each got a handful of questions for you, but uh, first off, allow me to say congratulations again. Thank you. On winning our tournament. Shane, do you want to start with... Uh, your questions
1: uh sure I, I mean i guess i think like a good first thing a uh, good first start would be to ask you um just in general how did you uh how did you get into kill team like what brought you to this game
2: oh geez uh so uh i started kill team back in third edition 40k okay <laughs> um, there was a little <laughs> mission called sabotage in the back of it where you played with just a handful of models Um, And I was always bugging my friends to play, but they all always wanted to play Big 40k, so I only got to play it a handful of times. Um, And then 4th edition, I think they actually had real Kill Team rules. Um, And then 5th, they just did 40k and 40, but I always liked the small skirmish stuff better than the Big 40k. But um, I was playing Big 40k, um, and then they released our current edition of Kill Team rules. Um, at Nova, and Nova was going to have it. And I go to Nova basically every year because it's right down uh, the road for me, basically. Um, and I don't even think I got a single practice game in before I got to maybe I did one before I got to Nova. Um, and then I just played two pods and I lost the first one and I won the second one um and then i took third in the gt and i was kind of hooked and honestly i haven't played i used i mean i've been like i said i've been playing big 40k since third edition so that's you know close to 20 years but uh i haven't played big 40k since kill team came out that's crazy
0: yeah (laughs) okay um so you've mentioned that you've been to nova it's the place they have it is right down the street from you how many uh other tournaments have you played before this one
2: um I played at Super Magfest, yeah, um, and then mostly I've been playing down uh, with uh, George Rollins at Warp Charge Gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played. Uh, I'm basically in between them and where Nova is, um, and so basically that's kind of it. in a couple of local tournaments, but where I live, it's not really a big scene right now. <laughs> it's funny as we were talking about rebuilding the scene, and then obviously COVID hit, so that kind of killed that. So <laughs> hopefully we can start working on that um more but yeah basically just a couple local tournaments i don't i I have a wife and kids so i don't really get out to go to big tournaments much i don't have a a, a huge traveling budget or vacation days for it
0: yeah um so what is the how have you been performing at those tournaments like are you typically like above average like top three top
2: four area yeah yeah generally that's where i kind of fall as a top Top three, top four when I play, mm-hmm. um you know, yeah, you know, yeah, around there. I took, I took second at Magfest, um, and the last tournament I got to play um, with Warp Charge, I actually took second because actually no, I took third because Janice beat me. We were on the, the yeah. top table, and she beat me down to third.
0: Were well, what, what faction were you playing at that one? Was it Chaos?
2: Yes, I was playing. Okay, my, yeah, uh, I watched that. My video. cast faction,
1: yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I mean, long before this tournament, um, you were kind of making a name for yourself, uh, kind of just stomping Nova pods. Yeah, um, <laughs> can you? Do you want to talk a little bit about those? Because I know uh, you. You basically, I don't know if it was this past year. Yeah, it must have been 2019. You you played three pods. You won all three, and you played a different faction at each one. Um yeah.
2: So yeah, I played. So I played two pods. I played um, demons in one. I'd never played demons before, and I wanted to get a hang of them um, to kind of see how I how they played, and also how people play against them, so I could know what to do when I play against them. Because demons had just dropped pretty recently then, mm. um, and I played my Gene Sealer Colt in another pod um, because uh, Glass Half Dead said they couldn't win a pod. Um, And being a a big GSC player, I was like, I'm going to show him. (laughs) Um, And then I took my um, my heritage to the GT there. um, And I wound up winning my bracket in that I think I was in bracket bracket three, I think I wound up in, I had two rough games during the qualifiers. And then I was and then I just kind of swept that bracket. Talking about just
1: you as a player, um, I, there's obviously um, some people have talked about this already, but I'd like to hear it from you. Uh, how would you specifically define your play style in kill team?
2: Um, aggressive. <laughs> I like to. Okay. <laughs> I like to rush my guys forward and get in people's faces. Um, I've been playing around lately with Thousand Suns, and they're not clicking with me. I think simply because they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know pericostatus even when even back in you know when it dropped they were swarm dropping people's faces just run around same thing with gene sealer cults and um necrons and even even demons to a point is all all kind of like we're just going to run across the board and hack you to pieces as fast as possible
0: right so um you had a lot of success as a gene sealer cult player um so what was it about necrons that like appealed to you and made you want to take them to this tournament
2: um easy to build (laughs) (laughs) um they're really good i was seeing uh the lvo results and i saw that they were a good top tier team and i you know none of my current teams were top tier teams so it's like yeah let's give this a try and see how i can do about at it um, mm. and so I actually built one, painted it up and was ready to start taking the tournaments when COVID dropped. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just play, play him in this one and see how they do. <laughs> uh,
0: so I get, I guess, uh, going further off that, um, what was your process when you made the actual roster itself when you sat down and constructed it?
2: Uh, um, so I talked to glass, um, about, cause he ran the dual roster. Mm-hmm. and um he wasn't he didn't like it too much he, he was saying that he was better off running a, a pure roster and so that's kind of what i built um and i just like i said i just wanted to be able to take two to three lich guard or all flayed ones um and so then i once i got those kind of lists down i had a couple spots left so i put into the warriors
0: i guess just a quick aside how do you feel about a necron list it would novak necron list and i think it's what is it shane it's like four lich guard and like two flame oh, yeah. or something like that
1: no yeah there's a guy over on the west coast um who i, I just recently took a bao prep tourney before all this this stuff kind of went down with with covid um and he runs like a very heavy lich guard he'll run like four Lich Guards and four Flayed ones for like eight models at 125. And I guess he was crushing people over there. And I I had never even considered running that many Lich Guards. Um, But, yeah, I just, I guess, wanted to hear your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it's working, it's working. Um, You know, it's only two guys less than I was running. I was running 10. Um, Swarms might be a problem or anything with, like, like guard Plasma Spam I could see being a problem-ish for them, but I mean, that seems crazy i mean i might give it a try at some <laughs> point but uh um, <laughs> it's just fun yeah
1: um i guess gameplay wise what was it what was the transition like going from playing a lot of gene stealer Cult to to pushing on the Necrons?
2: um not having the model count you know my 125 team usually runs about 15 guys at least sometimes more so i can definitely get go, go get those positional object secondaries. Whereas with these guys, I tried it once or twice and it just didn't work out. Um, so it was really just, I needed to run in there and just kill people as fast as possible. Unless I was playing custodians that I had to go pos- positional, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. everyone has to do against custodians.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the questions that I have on my list is um, I guess, how did you handle your first two games against custodians and um, how difficult of a matchup was that?
2: Um, they weren't, I th- they weren't that bad. So mm-hmm. one of the problems I think Custodes has with Necrons is they're so high damage and I was a little bit worried, but then when, you know, his Custodes would roll against like one of my Lich Guard and, you know, he would hit with almost everything wound with a couple of them. Cause he's only would have on got threes. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't get a save. And then he would roll damage. If you sometimes they would roll like a one and then I just don't care, or they'd roll a three and it was, you know, it drastically increases that chance that they get the six. Um, I think my first game, I think I killed one Custodes, Um, but I just kept them t- tied down while I racked up positionals. And then in the second game, I don't think I killed any of them. I think I got one down, most of them down, all of them, two of them down to one wound each, and one of them had a, like a flesh wound or two on them. Um, but I didn't even take them down in that. But again, I would just tie him up with, you know, a model and then just have everyone else running around scoring objectives where I can.
0: Yeah, that seems to be on this LVO packet, the way to deal with him.
2: Yeah, it's I think just that, dance around him, basically. I think that's where most teams have to deal with them, um, just because they're just so hard to kill. Yeah. I mean, you really got to put a lot of stuff into them to take them out.
1: Uh, I, I also wanted to ask you, I guess, uh, moving past custodies. Because um, this is one that we've had to talk about a lot over the past couple weeks. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Asrani Necron
2: matchup? Um, I think it's. I think the Necrons have the advantage in that matchup. Um, I think just because the way the the way Necrons break the game um, is the way the Necrons break the game in all the ways that make Asriani very good. And at 125, I would say the Eldar comparatively don't get better compared to other factions. I think the Eldar could get everything they need in 100 points. And then at 125, they're just kind of adding filler. Um, And so whereas other lists, I think, get better at 125 comparatively, I don't think Eldar do. Um, But the things that make them good are, you know... um, all their high damage and really that's a liability against necrons
1: yeah no i I totally agree i mean uh, austriani they have these these fusion guns and and these these star cannons and stuff and mm-hmm. i mean the, the necrons can can kind of shrug it off a lot of the time yeah uh i wanted to ask you i guess talking about the tournament itself um again uh if you had to pinpoint A game or two what would you say was your toughest match in this tournament and i think this is interesting because you had a lot of really dominant wins so
2: yeah um tower tough i really had to think about how i was going to approach them um and the mirror match i think what was another one which was like
1: Mm.
2: you know how do i approach that and then i think eldar were was i mean I guess a lot of them. I mean, the, the the advantage of this format was you got to sit there. At least I did, bef- days before the match, and I would think about, all right, how am I gonna kind of unpeel this onion when I go against these guys? Right. And where do I want to be? Where do I think they're gonna set up? Kind of thing. How am I gonna move? Like every every match, I planned on going first because that's the worst case scenario. I don't wanna. I don't wanna go first. So I need to plan that I'm going to go first. Mm. Um, and that helped a lot. And just kind of just figuring out what I needed to do against that team and how best to, to kind of go about doing it.
1: All right. Um. I mean, yeah, the, the, the prep time in this tournament was, yeah. I mean, that's a very unique thing, especially compared to going to like a physical tournament where it's all happening right. one day and you sit down and you've got, Five minutes to, to think it like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Yeah. Uh.
2: And, you know, and then I could then I'd go on TTS and measure things out. Yeah, saying wow. OK, if this guy's here, where can he go turn one to, you know, get cover or to get an objective? And how far does he have to move? Kind of things like that.
0: One thing I wanted to ask you about, Matt, was your process of choosing secondaries, because the way that you were able to chain. Uh, your secondaries all together with this list so that you were able to score like four points off killing a single model in one game is uh, is it was pretty wild um yeah. so did was that something that you just had in your head in your yeah.
2: head yeah i mean what it came down to other than against custodies, um if i'm not charging and killing i'm losing no matter what so mm. i might as well just feed into that uh and the secondaries really helped for that you know vicious assault if i'm not assaulting at least two guys i'm in trouble if i'm not killing a guy every turn i'm in trouble you know and when i kill guys then i can scoop up that relic um so it, it was just i had to feed into their strength otherwise i wasn't going to win a game if i'm not doing this killing i'm not winning so i might as well just feed into it and go yeah. all in it's definitely a very full send list
0: oh. yeah <laughs> all right cool
1: so, I guess I wanted to ask, at this point, I mean, we've kind of exhausted the LVO packet. Um, we've played it to death all over the place. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what, what what's your, I guess, kind of fully fleshed opinion at this point on the packet?
2: Um, I like it, but, I mean, for me, I'm kind of rare, as I like a little chaos in my missions. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I like differing deployments. Actually, you know, table setups, um, I, I, I understand why people like the, you know, everyone plays at the same table, and that kind of goes off of, you know, um, the ITC for Big 40K and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like varying terrain. Um, I like a little, I don't like self-selecting uh, secondaries out of the whole pool. Um, I think the the best kind of middle ground is the way uh, Slaughterfest was written. Where you have kind of a a predetermined set of secondaries that kind of helps everyone. That's kind of something there for everyone, but it's not exactly what you need every time.
0: Hmm, Okay. So um, let me run this by you. How would you feel if a tournament packet were to have secondaries of you need to take a kill secondary, you need to take a positional secondary, and then you can take one secondary of your choice? How would you feel about that?
2: um that would be good my only thing is i think you'd fall into the same thing where people would build the list or -hmm. build their secondaries around the list and they would take the exact same three every time yeah which is basically kind of how what happened here i think a lot of people just took the same ones every time Mm -hmm. um i think the the way arena is written and the way nova runs it i think is a little bit too random because you could get some very one-sided secondaries right um But I like I said, I like the pools that, you know, these are balanced pools and you just got to pick which one you're going to get.
1: We've we've thought about this a lot. And I know people are asking about it in the community a lot. Uh, Would you say that Necrons are too good? Are they like OP in your opinion?
2: No, I don't think so. Um, I think they have some. The thing about Necrons is I'm really depending on my opponent's luck on those injury rolls, mm. Um, and that can, and I got some really lucky injury rolls in the course of the tournament. Um, but I think they are, I think they have some weaknesses. I think, you know, a dedicated gun line, I think will mow them down. I think guard plasma spam, uh, would be another tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm. it's interesting because there really wasn't any ad Mac. There's one ad Mac
1: player. Please top, Yeah. The, and you avoided that matchup. Uh, There's no guard. And I mean, um, the Ostrogany that you played against was Alex, who's, who's definitely more in your face, not so much of a gunline type right. player.
2: And then, of course, something like um, I think GSC is a huge weakness for them because I think the cult would just cut him in half. You know, with, That's
1: interesting, uh, especially yeah. with the
2: rock, cut- rock cutters. Yeah. The rock cutters. Exactly. I don't get no injury roll. You're just gone. So if that rock cutter breathes on one of my Lich guard, which they easily can do. They would just end the Lich Guard.
0: So, do you think okay. that uh, Gene Sealer called is like a is like a hard counter to uh, Necrons, or what is uh, the Necrons' most difficult like matchup as a faction?
2: Do you think? I think them or Guard would be okay. the two hard ones, because you know those that plasmas right in that sweet spot of two damage. Mm-hmm. It's not too yeah. little, not too much, um, and it would be really difficult. They'd really, I'd really have to hug the Necrons would have to hug. Hug cover a lot, um, but with all those crazy orders and stuff, the the guard could do kind of a good whipping on him. I think. Mm.
0: Yeah, and, no, freaking uh, what's that model? Uh, Godfrey. That yeah. thing would tear through Necrons. Right, tear <laughs> through them.
2: And I from think personal experience, he can. Well, <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like the the Necrons break the meta a lot, so the top meta teams I think are very vulnerable to them. But mm-hmm. those kind of mid-tier ones that people don't think are highly competitive, I think, are some of their weaker teams, that, some of their weaker matchups. Yeah.
0: Uh, just, uh, just between you and me, how do you think Astartes uh, would go up against Necrons?
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm supposed to play uh, Bearnid against his Astartes with my Necrons uh, in, a, okay. in, in a BAO format. Um, it depends what they took. Yeah, If they are doing a lot of shooting and plasma, I think it'd be good. Um, I think some guys with Storm Shields might be a little bit dangerous for them. Um, But I don't know. I haven't played him yet. I have to say. (laughs) All right.
1: Uh, I wanted to ask you, and I asked this to Janice, and it's something I want to ask a lot of the competitive players that we speak to with a lot of experience. Um, Who would you say is the best player that you've ever come up against at, at an event?
2: Um, janice and George Rollins but I haven't played george in a long time um I would say my game against George at the first nova was probably the game I the game I lost that I lost that I learned the most from um because like I said I was a pretty much a brand new player and, and George was just playing you know full-on kill team and he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. so I learned a lot from that game um and then I janice is just yeah i think she because she beat me with her death guard and she knows what she needs to do and how to do it and how to just kind of crush everybody
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the impression that i've gotten just looking at results is it becomes a little bit harder to to win a tournament over here in the east coast if uh if janice shows up yeah Yeah, really
2: (laughs) and i mean that's the thing too you gotta remember I, i don't i haven't really played anyone on the west coast um mm-hmm. yeah. I was thinking about going to LVO this year and decided not to because I'm like, yeah, I'll go to other tournaments and then you know the whole world turned upside down and mm-hmm. I think it's an opportunity I should have gone. Uh <laughs> hopefully I'm I'm trying to work it out with the uh the real world life to uh get out to the West Coast for at least one tournament.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of in the same in the same boat, hoping to make something this year or,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, or at least, at least early, early next year. Yeah. <laughs> Are you planning on sticking with Necrons uh, for future events or are you going to go back to the Gene Cult or what's what's the plan there?
2: Um, I think I'm dropping them digitally for a while. Uh, When we go back to playing in person, I'll probably dust them back off. Um, This is kind of I get bored with the list. So I I jump around a lot. Um, I think for the for the be the um, the Bay Area Open online one, I think I'm going to go Gene Sealer Cult only because that is the most favorable environment for gene seal or cult I've seen in a tournament. Um, so I want to see how far I can take them in that format. The, what
0: What is it about that format that makes it so appealing for it's cult?
2: A, it's arena. So uh, I got a lot of blind charges I can do and all right. the doors start open. So when I do my cult move, my cult ambush move, they can just move in normal rules they can't even open the doors a lot of tournaments play that they can use that move to open the doors but that i don't even have to waste the guy to open a door my guys just start pouring out of those doors turn mm-hmm. one um it's pretty big because i played some practice games where they just swarm the board turn one i'm everywhere and i can really pin someone back into their deployment um and like i said with blind charges and stuff they only have one point blank Overwatch. Um, and I can just get everyone in there where I need them to be.
1: That's super yeah, interesting. I, I mean, jeans are called to you. They're they're obviously
2: you play them like a heavy melee
1: list um and I haven't seen too many players that are as good, a, good as you at getting into combat and uh, kind of getting over that turn one hump for a melee team. Um I guess what's your what's your like how do you operate in that in that environment? Like what's what's it like playing a melee team? so consistently and a lot of the teams you play they don't have like these re-roll charges or anything crazy with their movement so how do you get around that
2: um hug cover and just flood them with too many targets <laughs> is it's just what you gotta do you can't hold anything back you just got to run at them as fast as you can find cover block line of sight wherever you can and just get ready to set up those charges on turn two um and just know you're going to take casualties but mm. if, if you have enough guys, you know, in their face fast enough, it's not going to matter.
1: Okay. And, uh, sir, I'm assuming we've talked a little bit about this, um, but for
2: Arena, I'm assuming you, you like the, the popper Princes for Gene Cult. Yeah. Um, I think it, in Kill 1, Hold 1, I think you need the popper Princes. I think um, in Just Hold, I think Bironid's lists is probably the better list um where you just move real fast and you swarm everything i think it was i can't remember i think it's helix whichever the one Gosh. that that's yeah
0: twisted helix i think
2: yeah um i think that one's just nasty because you got 20 guys out of the gate running everywhere grabbing objects. Mm-hmm. and then it's really hard to shift them because it's just too many
0: what's the um the benefit that you get from pauper princes for those that don't know
2: Uh, re-roll hits in close combat um, when you charge or are charged.
1: It's just Novak, right? Basically.
2: Yeah. Um, But it's a a must because because Nids are such glass cannons. If I get into combat, I need to kill you. Um, Because if you swing back, you're going to kill me. Or if you fall back, someone's going to shoot me with a last gun and kill me. Uh Um, So I need to be killing and charging, killing and charging every turn. And you just can't with and like you said, I don't have a reroll charge, so I I need to save those rerolls for the for the charge. Um, and knowing that you know I don't really need a reroll in the assault phase because everything's hitting on you know everything's rerolling or wounding on like twos and threes. Um. So and like the the rock cutters, that's it. I wound. I don't have to make any other rolls. You're gone. Um. And so they kind of need that reroll to hit, otherwise. I don't think it works nearly as well.
1: Right, right. Okay. Super interesting. Um, I mean, you're probably the only, I guess, major gene stealer cult player on the map, other than, I mean, Beard had his, had his run with those, uh, with those Helix guys. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of interesting to to get into the mind of a gene cult player because you don't. It's not really perspective we hear too much in kill team. No.
0: <laughs> what's your uh, uh, your also, favorite?
2: Oh, go ahead. Oh, man. Okay, sorry.
0: Uh, what's yeah, your door. favorite kill team faction?
2: Um so my favorite is um heretic astartes i've been a chaos player since i started playing 40k um and i've always played a chaos team um and that's what i took to the first nova and i've been playing them a while but i just took a break from them Um, but i'll probably come back to them eventually at some point Mm.
0: what's your most I, i guess i would say most hated list to play against What's something where it's like someone like opens up their box and they take out all their models and you're just like, oh god, what do I do? <laughs>
2: um, probably a toss it between town and Eldar. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, just because it has got so much going on. Yeah. <laughs> you like Heretic Astartes.
1: I haven't personally really watched you play it that much. Um, what's your play style? I mean, we've talked to Will Blood and he's obviously
2: pretty prominent
1: chaos player, yeah. but what, what's what's your take on the faction
2: so uh i like bodies um when i took them to the first nova before we had elites i was playing 20 man list <laughs> um oh. so was, you know mustering time it's like hey i'm done let's just keep going yeah um,
1: was that the was that the, the aspiring champion 19 cultist list
2: n- no it was a plasma gunner 19 cultist one with a stubborn one with a flamer <laughs>
1: okay you were that was you i heard about this list like a year
2: ago yeah and i had no idea who who it was yeah that was me i took that it's just one space marine and a whole bunch of cultists and you know the space marine would lay down covering fire and the cultists would just run around like crazy grabbing objectives (laughs) wow i had no idea that that was you dying in droves that's fine i mean this is at 100 points too yeah it's 100 points i got 20 Mm -hmm. models on the field uh, and they would just die in droves and I would usually break on turn four. Um, but I was just like, <laughs> just run around because uh, they, because of the injury mechanic, you know, no matter yeah. how hard you hit them, it's only 50-50 if you're going to take them out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because I beat uh, Elliot Miller in the first two pods I played. Um And I was hoping to play him again in the finals and I didn't get that chance Um but it's just the same thing. Even against Guard, it was just too many guys for even Guard to take out.
1: You just keep yeah, I mean, Guard is...
2: Go ahead, yeah. You just keep them spaced out so that they can only kill one at a time.
1: Oh,
0: right.
2: And just run around like like Lunatics. It was just great.
1: Yeah, so I mean, a lot of those Guard lists at the time were running the Plasma
2: on their roster, right.
1: and there's only so many slots on a roster that you can't take so many Flamers, so... <laughs> yeah, take all the Plasma
2: you want. <laughs>
0: so you you said a little bit about how it's basically a coin flip in order to kill a model in this game um how do you feel about the injury role as a mechanic like just like in the game period like is this something that you're that you enjoy i guess or is this something that you would like to see changed in a I... kill team annual or a, a new edition of kill team
2: I think it's fine. That's not my biggest sticking point on the game. Um I think the. Because everyone can build around that mechanic. Like that's what make Eldar so good. Right. Is that they can do high damage weapons. And that's what helps gene stealers. That I can bypass that. And that also what helps Necrons. Because they kind of abuse that mechanic. Um, and everyone can take their, their high damage weapons. And so I don't. I think it's okay. I kind of like it. I don't. I don't think it slows down the game too much and i think it equalizes a lot of lists um and a lot of weapons otherwise i think you wouldn't see you know tyranids as much if let's say you got rid of the mechanic or you tweaked it where it wasn't as good um so i don't i don't think it's bad um i don't think it's i don't think it's the the number one thing that needs to be changed for the kill for kill team
1: okay what would you say is the number one thing that needs to be changed
2: <laughs> uh movement phase <laughs> put you on the
1: spot okay
2: Movement phase. i don't it, it should be alternating movements like every other phase um, i agree because i think that w- winning that turn one stinks it, it's yeah. really big um and like i said you know when i go into games i plan on winning that because that's worst case scenario is that you yeah. win that and that turn. yeah
1: and not just winning that turn one, but losing that turn two can be just as
2: right, uh, exactly for
0: assault armies. Absolutely.
2: Um, and I think alternating it would definitely change a lot the way the game is played, because then you know, all right, I go first and I charge my guy in there. Well, who's waiting around to counter charge around where mm-hmm. I charged? And you know, you can you can wind up with like these giant scrums, which would be pretty cool to me. Um, but <laughs> I think. Um, that mechanic, I would change absolutely if I could change one thing about the about the game.
1: Uh, Ryan, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on?
0: Um, I'm kind of all out of questions, but I guess are there any other upcoming tournaments, whether in the distant future or uh, over tabletop simulator in the near future, that you're going to be taking a part of?
2: Uh, I'm definitely going to do DAO. Um, that's Mm -hmm. digital yeah um i'm hoping to go to nova if they still have it um yeah i was getting a little pessimistic and now i'm getting a little bit more optimistic because you know (laughs) everything's slow opening and it seems to be going okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) so far knock on wood um and then you know if warp charge starts firing back up i'll probably bounce back bounce down there and, and you know get some game get some tournaments in there but Mm -hmm. taking it one day at a time
1: yeah well if you're at nova we uh we'll we'll see you there Uh, oh absolutely we're gonna be there there if it happens it'll it'll be the uh the team tournament that we'll be taking part in
2: yeah yeah i got a good team put up for that plate uh set up for that one so who's who's
1: your team (laughs) oh our team team.
2: (laughs) so our team my team is me janice yeah uh admech alex and uh bearded
0: yeah, that that's literally uh, what was the what was the uh, the year of the dream team at yeah, the Olympics? <laughs> Whatever that was, where it was Michael Jordan, all of them, yeah. All right, well uh,
1: well it's on, Matt. It
2: As, is. I I'll hope.
0: see
1: you in <laughs> September. I
0: hope um, so. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: we've we've got our, our ad Ray, who is a uh, top eight at this tournament, he'll be on our team if nice. we go. Um yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll try. We'll try our best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, uh yeah, I mean I'm I'm pretty much fresh out of questions. Uh I mean, thank you so much for coming on, Matt. Thanks for playing in the tournament. Yeah, uh, thanks for mm-hmm.
2: thanks for putting it on. I appreciate it. It was definitely uh, a lot of fun. Awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It made quarantine a little less painful, so that was good. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot, guys. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon on another
2: episode of the Command Point Podcast.